0: On this edition of the program, we talk about right-wing art with the return of our good friend, Kevin Ryan. It's all coming up. This is made possible by oh Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, and Craig. everybody to the politics 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 program for october twenty seventh, twenty twenty three your old pal Justin Robert Young joining you from Austin, Texas. And uh, we have a great little uh great little treat for you. it's a conversation with me and Kevin Ryan. We talk about the rise of what has been termed uh, right wing art, specifically the the rich men north of Richmond song. But as we discover, some of the themes in that song are more uh, class based. Anyway, it's all in the conversation. Let's welcome him in right now. Welcome back to the program, Kevin Ryan. Good to be here, my man. You have a new article out on the blaze, and like many things that you write, it immediately got me thinking of uh, many other things. But first and foremost, tell folks, uh, what you have written about there on the
1: blaze? Uh, so first of all, I just want everybody to know that I'm I'm in a much better mood than I was last time. So it's just, <laughs> it's, it's good to be back, dude. Yes. Um, so I wrote about the um, so the the Richmond North of Richmond song that kind of seized the viral
0: sensation. Went,
1: yeah. Um, which it's the thing that captured me about it is that it's like compelling it forced you to uh, embrace some sort of emotional response or, or I think a lot of people bypass that by embracing like an intellectual response. So I, I wanted to do, to apply an intellectual response to an emotional situation. Mm. Uh, and uh, so I created a, a playlist of songs that, or uh, it's like essentially a mixtape, of songs that uh, evoke a similar spirit and have a similar message. Um, And I wanted to do it in the form of a listicle. Uh, Right on time. You nailed the trend. yeah, yeah I think you're like you're, the I think only dude on. doing listicles <laughs> in
0: 2023 Every, all the rest of the listicles didn't survive covid you're the only one you're the only, you're doing artisanal listicles now <laughs> yeah it's
1: this is my first one and I uh I was like maybe I could sneak a 4 thousand word uh thought piece into um or think piece into a listicle. Uh so we'll see. We'll see how it goes.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, let's let's break that down then because there's a lot yeah. of stuff that kind of I enjoyed Rich Men North of Richmond Discourse because yeah. it wrapped a lot of different conversations into it. Uh so before I, I start guessing, from your perspective, especially if you're looking for other songs that have similar tunes, what is the resonant cultural questions and themes of rich men north of Richmond. Yeah,
1: that's a good question. Um,
0: so I think the, the important part is
1: that the themes, the resonant themes were like overlooked by all the, most of the people who the song is aimed at. And, uh, okay, I, you know, like the Republican debate, you know, it's, it's sort of caught on um, uh, amongst conservatives but yeah. it was like the Republican when the Republican Party opened. What was that? The The first their Republican first debate. their
0: first Trump list debate. So all <laughs> eyes to see whether or not this uh, uh, show can work without the main character. The first question, which came after like 45 minutes of preamble, was then them actually just playing half the video of Richmond, North of Richmond, and then asking people questions of like, so <laughs> thumbs up. Would you like to leave a comment? Yeah.
1: Yeah. It was, and by the way, your, I was watching your, uh, your live commentary on that debate and it was great. Your response was great. Cause it was essentially that like the commentary version of like air horns and a hip hop song. Yeah. You were like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, it was, it was definitely, and you know, his response afterwards was, uh, yeah, I, I guess they don't realize that I'm also including them. Like I'm not, this isn't supposed to be an anthem for the GOP, uh, yeah. which I really liked that he said that. Um, and it's not like, it's not the greatest song ever written.
0: Uh, it's, and well, it's most gigantic I, hits aren't. Right, yeah, like the, the the point isn't quality. Yeah. The point is that it resonates with an element of society, and the one element that look, I'm a firm believer in every form of art, up to and including the one that you're listening to right now, dear listener. Is that by the yeah. time that it hits your ears, it's not mine. Any conversation yeah. that we have, any conversation that uh, by the time that it hits your ears, it is your property. You can do whatever you want with it, uh, and I hope that I have made this deal because for some people you're going to enjoy this for reasons that I wasn't even thinking of like, uh, that, that for, 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 various different things. And so when it came to that song, while I appreciate, what's it, uh, Oliver, what's his,
1: uh, yeah, Oliver, ah, oh, dude, I kept doing this. Oh boy. That's, this is, this is troublesome. Not not a good look, man. I, <laughs> Oliver I want to see.
0: Oliver Anthony. Yeah. yeah. So Oliver Anthony, while I respect his perspective <laughs> to say, all right, this wasn't about X, Y, or Z. I think it's a little bit, not, not disingenuous, but that song took off because in one of the rare moments in our pop culture lifestyle, although quite possibly something that is a, a harbinger for the future, this, was a piece of art that was very clearly not from a city-dwelling liberal perspective. The vast majority studio. Yeah, the vast majority of art in general, commercial art in general, is even in the world of country, which country music fans will explain to you why they loathe the Nashville model and they love other kinds of country, because it does not feel like it is city dwelling and it does not feel that it is liberal. It, it yeah. it is something apart from it. And he doesn't get to that level of supernova without tapping into that. Right. For sure. Yeah. And that's, I like
1: that he does that just because there's, there is an underdog aspect because yeah. it is, I mean, it falls into that cliche about like the war isn't, really about X. It's about uh, class. It's like a class division, um, which class even beyond any sort of political divide sometimes. Um, So yeah, that is kind of why it caught on to me. and, And I think why it caught on to so many people. And then there was this, there's this like transparency to it where it's like it's like an outfit that if the wrong, if somebody tries to put it on disingenuously it just it becomes see-through like it they're like the GO, like the GOP did where it was like come on man this is not like you're you're quoting springsteen <laughs> like trying to be yeah. cool you know uh springsteen's on the list too by the way
0: oh i mean of course yeah you yeah. got it. you got it yeah. uh why do you think it is that most commercial art comes from a very specific point of view comes from a, a city dwelling liberal point of view?
1: Yeah. Um, no, that's a good question. I, it's funny cause that's sort of been a question that's threaded through my life because um, you know, I grew up in Oklahoma. I live, I live there now, but I've lived in Europe. I lived uh, around the, the States. Mm-hmm. And um, so it's like, I grew up in, Oklahoma, you know, reading like Kerouac and Dante and uh, Robert Lowell and uh, Simone, you know, just like, and it was, but also I'm very much a Southerner. So, um, but there's like a bilingual aspect to it. and I wouldn't even say that it's like instinct, like innately linguistic, because it's a lot of it is like attitude and um, association. But like, I, um, I always did very well and very poorly in both, <laughs> both settings, depending on, uh, the situation, like, um, able to hold a conversation about, you know, romantic poet or, you know, Victorian poetry and then, uh, over like some beers, you know, some cheap beers, yeah. um, uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why the divide is so dramatic. It's and in in many ways it's it's not like I uh I just last week I, I went to hung out with Walter Kern for like eight hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's, you know, from uh, Mon- He lives in Montana, from Minnesota, very middle American, like. But he went to Princeton. Went to Oxford. He wrote for Time. He wrote for the New Yorker. He wrote. I mean, every every aspect of like elite including in hollywood and everything yeah uh and he he sort of embodies that spirit very well like containing two worlds that are often largely at of conflict with one another
0: the the concept of a world apart from somebody that would immediately see themselves in art created largely for and by city dwelling liberals yes yeah,
1: and I think I think there's there is like sort of a handoff that's happening because I think like city city dwelling liberals is that whole category. I mean, it's like it's like any art. Like the the art has to be be the primary aspect. Uh, if, if like political, if politics start to come in, like the best uh, the best political poem i've ever read was like ballad of the ball turret gunner just like it's something like nine words or something it's not political at all yeah you know um but it's just so it's so devastating on a human level i think that's what art should be i think it should be beautiful and uh devastating and it, it should be political but it's it sh- politics shouldn't be art
0: well i don't know i mean I think that there is an art to politics. I yes. guess the, 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 question say, yeah, the, the question is what we say. Yeah. The question is what we say when we say politics, because mm-hmm. in my mind, uh, uh, despite the fact that we cover all three versions here on this program, a uh, uh, politics is the art of getting people to go vote for you. Huh. Uh, there is, there is an elegance to that. There is a strategy to that. There is uh, uh, rules to doing that. What, we tend to talk about when we talk about politics is everything that goes on around it and the culture war and the fact that every Thanksgiving dinner is now a war zone because of X, Y, or Z. Yeah. And so I, when, when, when you look at art and you look at, okay, well, this song came out of nowhere, totally blew everything up. Part of the reason why I would be bullish on, What we can colloquially refer to, although it means something different, right wing art uh, of which I think Richmond North of Richmond is whether or not he wants it to be categorized as such uh, join the long line. uh, Bruce Springsteen's waiting there saying, yeah, born in the USA. Is it an anthem that I want Ronald Reagan or Donald Trump play like, like, you know, people people are going to interpret your art one way or another. But I do think that I'm bullish on the idea of more right wing art, mostly because the reason why I think we got homogeneity is because the places where this art is made traditionally—New York, Los Angeles, and when it comes to country music, Nashville—these are blue cities uh, uh, in you know aside from Nashville, blue states that largely attracts people of like minds that have similar experiences to go. Work there. Uh, I think that there is a large conversation that can be had about making better content by diversifying the kinds of people that you bring in to your organization. We've had a lot of conversation about that with race. I would say with class would be another gigantic uh, a, a thing that we should think of in terms of being able to to get better stories. All that being said, none of those institutions are are pitching like they used to. They are all on the hunt for what the next thing is. And when the people tell them this is what we want, you know, when Yellowstone, a show that was very much embraced by a more conservative audience, is brought up to be a success, not only does it get 50 different spinoffs, it gets a gigantic slot on CBS when they have a a lack of, of programming because of the strike. I think that there will be more of that there. Not because anything's changed. Not because Hollywood is any different. It's just that nobody has had the kind of hits that used to exist in the past. And so now, with the, the the genius decision makers out of ideas, they look to the people and on social media. You at least have numbers that you could gauge it and say, "Oh, all right." I wouldn't be shocked if the next three gigantic country people are more. Class sensitive political, and I I I think as soon as that song hit, every country music label was like, "Who do we have signed that's like him? Who do we have signed that that has that same kind of voice and that same kind of message? Because we want to make them as big as possible immediately." Yeah, that's
1: that's the kind of shift that I'm interested in too. This the at this sort of sociological level, and this the the sort of fractal like. Response to what began as something that was very small, I, I would push back a little bit on the idea that Hollywood is the same as it's ever been, just because I think the entertainment industry is like. I, I guess I would ask you to clarify that. Uh, okay. What you meant by that? In uh,
0: in 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 what what what, what would you push back yeah. on? What what would be the the part that you would push back on?
1: So I think part of the part of the success of this song and what I like about it is that uh, it seems to uh, signify like a change in the way that things work. And it's something that we've seen quite a bit in like the music industry where it's like, you know, like My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy was probably the last, you know, multi-million dollar costing album. Um, Or it was kind of – and I know that's, you know – Taylor's Taylor Swift and stuff like that. Yeah. But like the, the, we might be, we might have witnessed the end of the big studio era. Like we're, we're still living inside of the era of the producer, but I I think there's a transformation that's happening where you have guys and, and girls who are making just like a studio, Just the bedroom studio thing has really found some cement.
0: Yeah. Okay. I mean, so in in that case, you're a hundred percent correct. The, the, the model of what gets made has changed significantly, not only because the methods by which studios could control the monoculture or influence the monoculture control gets into weird puppet master. Theory that I that I do not subscribe to, but (laughs) that they could influence the culture went away when we were growing up radio and MTV mattered in a big way. Somebody could be on MTV or be on the radio for 48 hours and all of a sudden they could be a massive name uh, and you could have never heard of them before. Those are gone. There's no more one place that we get things. Now, that happened to coincide with technology becoming more level, that uh, uh, post-processing becoming something that you could get a decent enough sound on. You weren't just recording to an analog device. You could endlessly perfect exactly what you needed to do. You could have endless takes uh, uh, to create the song that that you really, really wanted to do. Now, that is good for the studios in that, okay, well, now a lot of people are doing stuff so we can pick for more people. But also, to your point, they can also justify paying less to artists to say, now we, like, before, like you mentioned, faith in an artist was, hey, gigantic mega artist, go to Hawaii, fly anyone you want out from Hawaii. Elton this John. is going to be a massive Everybody. hit yeah. and we'll recoup the money when all the money comes in. But but that'll be what it is. There'll, there'll be a certain amount of an advance. Now, I I mean, if you look at Taylor Swift, let's talk about Taylor Swift for a second. The biggest question about Taylor Swift is who does she need? Yeah. Because she doesn't seem to need many people. She needs the streaming services. She fought a war against the streaming services and eventually either she cut a deal or realized that it was fruitless uh uh you know pulling stuff from there. She wanted the exposure on on there, but she is going through what seemed like at the time a tedious process to re-record all of her albums so she would own the recordings or versions of the recordings for her biggest hits and all that turned into was a tremendous money-making success it it, it, it seems to have been the the backbone of a huge huge uh, a cresting of her career in a way that we have not seen since like michael jackson yeah and part of that is uh, her saying I don't need the structure in the same way. No record company would come to me and say, please, here's money, re record old stuff you already did for another record company. Nobody would ever do that. But she has the force of nature to make that kind of deal happen. She records her own concert film, doesn't even go to the studios, goes to a theater chain and says, you run this exclusively. They do. It's making, it's going to make probably four times as much as the the Scorsese movie that'll win all the Oscars. So this is this is an era of artistic power mm. over structures that used to pick things. The question is does that lead to more diversity in messaging of of the art? Cuz nobody would say that rich men north of Richmond which would otherwise, you know, even 10 years ago, he might be just the most popular guy who sings at a tea party rally. Uh, uh, now he's a global <laughs> sensation. Uh, is that because of this change? Or is this just one of those things that just happens every once in a while? It's the right song with the right message, with the right, uh, the 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 country was in the right place for it. It's just lightning strikes
1: yeah i think uh probably a little bit of both um yeah because there was like viral it was it was very by by nature viral and in the way that is like wow this is seems to be perfect for this moment um and i i really hope it's the first one i hope that there's like um i hope that music is like i don't want to use the word regulated but like the gatekeeping infrastructure, uh, I'm a big proponent of that just not even really being there. I think it's sh- I think it, yeah, obviously things should be funded. Uh, the 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 band and the albums that come to mind are like, talk, you know, Talk Talk. Mm hmm. So, eighties, mid eighties, like making the first post rock albums, like they got coming off the the success of like "It's My Life," like and taking a ton of money from the studio. I think it was like BMI or EMI. I forget which one it is. Uh, BMI, yeah, and uh, recording these really strange. experimental albums that seem to be anti-commercial which you know have wound up being masterpieces musical masterpiece those last two albums um but obviously that's like an example of the the studio paying paying the bill and allowing them to experiment but then the studio's reaction to the, like those albums. Not so good. Just, no, just like suing the band and going after their reputations. And I think they re released their like repackaged their biggest hits and sold them with. Anyway.
0: This is your update. Brought to you by TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Head on over there right now. Uh, Look, if you wanted the full breakdown on the speaker fight, that was the place to get it. Uh, We do have some other news here, but $3 gets you two bonus podcasts each and every week. A recent report showed a 4.9 increase in the U.S. GDP, outperforming some economists' expectation and marking the fastest rate of economic expansion in nearly two years. While this could be seen as a positive sign for the Biden administration, the president's economic approval rating remains low, with many voters skeptical about the state of the economy. Economists caution that this growth might be short-lived due to rising borrowing costs, depleting financial buffers, and the geopolitical tensions that currently roil our globe. There's also concern that the strong GDP numbers could prompt the Fed to take actions to curb inflation, like rising interest rates, potentially slowing down economic growth. The debate centers on whether the economy has the resilience to sustain spending amid a high cost, high interest rate environment moving into 2024. And all of that really is what it is. The reason why Biden's numbers are are low on the economy is because of inflation. This is... Just the immutable law of politics. If you are around a lot of inflation, people are upset with you. Because they blame you for why their paycheck doesn't stretch as far. Like that's it and that's all. I I, I really don't understand the political motivation around trying to convince people around that. But good news on the GDP. Good news on unemployment in any other economy. These would be. The undeniable great signs that things are going fantastic, but, you know, inflation. Some incredibly heartbreaking news. An intensive manhunt is still underway for a suspect in Wednesday's shooting rampage at a bowling alley and restaurant that left at least 18 dead and 13 injured in Lewiston, Maine, according to authorities. A full disclosure, I'm recording this around 1 o'clock p.m. Uh, Thursday. So this obviously is a breaking story. There might be newer news on it. Robert Card 40 is facing an arrest warrant for eight counts of murder and should be considered armed and dangerous. He's a certified firearms instructor and a member of the U.S. Army Reserves, according to law enforcement. Police are urging residents of Maine to shelter in place and report any suspicious activities to authorities. Lewiston, is the state's second largest city and is located about 36 miles north of Portland. The Rampage in Maine is the deadliest U.S. mass shooting since the Uvalde massacre and adds a grim docket of 565 such incidents where four or more people are shot, excluding the shooter. That, according to the Gun Violence Archives. Now, these kinds of events, and this is, you know, where you can... Make a distinction on this if you want or or not, but these kinds of events are a little bit different than the vast majority of those shootings. Those five hundred sixty five shootings, which are often uh, drug related, these are obviously uh, crimes of reputation and uh, you know just out and out malice. Uh, the 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 shooting went down in a bowling alley in Lewiston. Uh, you know, we will uh, we will continue to see how this plays out. After weeks of uncertainty and failing to elect three other candidates, House Republicans have elected Louisiana Representative Mike Johnson as the new House Speaker, making him the first Speaker from Louisiana and the first Speaker from the South since Newt Gingrich. Johnson has received broad support within his party, including from President Donald Trump and Louisiana's GOP Governor-Elect Jeff Landry. He has vowed to decentralize power in the House to involve members more actively in the legislative process. However, his policies, as written about in his previous career in conservative lawmaking, particularly on abortion and LGBTQ plus issues, as well as his refusal to certify the 2020 election results, have drawn vitriol from Democrats. Johnson's election means both top House leadership positions, speaker and majority leader, will be held by Louisianians, with Representative Steve Scalise serving as the majority leader. Mike Johnson was elected because he didn't have five enemies. And as we found out, nobody knew who the hell he was. <laughs> so... Uh, uh, That's that. We will see how uh, uh, he handles the role. It was a job that nobody wanted, and yet everybody wanted to prevent anybody else from getting, except for Mike Johnson, whom I'm not positive existed when this week began. And that's your update. TakePoliticsSeriously.com is where you need to go a lot more on Mike Johnson and what the Republicans did immediately after getting control back of the House. Uh, and and getting everything up and running, including putting all the Democrats on the record when it came to Israel and Palestine. Some usual suspects there. TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Head on over there. $3 a week gets you two bonus podcasts, less than a cup of coffee. Come on. Speaking of albums that were shelved by studios, did you know that Mariah Carey recorded a grunge album?
1: (laughs) That's brilliant. No, I didn't
0: know that. I think it was right either toward the end of her relationship with Tommy Mottola, who was running her record label. (laughs) uh, But she- Like what year would this be? This is like prime. (laughs) This is around fantasy. Like this is in, yeah, she's a gigantic artist. And so she's recording her new album during the day and then at night going back into the studio with a bunch of uh uh session guys that had been on rock albums and records an entire grunge album. There's a there was a a thing on it. I'll try to find it for you. But one of the singles came out with another woman singing the uh uh the, the vocals on it, but Mariah Carey says in her in her book she still has the 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 unreleased masters for it, and she's trying to figure out a way that she can release it.
1: We got it. We like. We should start a podcast where we go on a quest to get those recordings.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, that's wild, man. That, that's like, uh, and they and they were man. like, the studio was like, he she thought like, all right, well, I'll finish it. I'll I'll do the one that they want. I'll do the album that they want. Does it's it's one of her top albums and then she's like oh by one for the them, way one for me. by the way i also recorded this and they were like hard no absolutely not this will never see the light of day you are the R&B pop princess supreme uh, uh you are you are just going to be this for the rest of your life you are never going to be near any kind of guitar riff that is sustained for more than five seconds <laughs> that's it, that
1: reminds me of uh I met Pat Boone a couple of years ago. Uh, mm-hmm. he did the whole remember that whole like metal phase that he went oh, through. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, that made me love him. Like that he oh, did, yeah. that he's like yeah, I'm not I'm going to put on the ch- the chains and the metal or the leather jackets and I, so I think I would have like so much respect for Mariah Carey if she had just said no. The grunge album stays. <laughs> We're yeah, putting but that,
0: that, that, but that gets to the point of, you know, at that point, radio, MTV, <laughs> yeah. studios, it's not just a a a thing now. I mean, that that might be a perspective that people growing up now, people that were born past the year two thousand, mm. might not fully understand that authority now in terms of culture is nowhere near what it was. We're in the Wild West. We're in the fall of Rome. We're we're in the the, the, the moment where uh, once perfectly calibrated telescopes are being used as paperweights because everyone's (laughs) forgotten how to operate them. Uh, uh, That's that's where we're at. There there is no authority, save for maybe the YouTube algorithm or the TikTok algorithm that has any kind of decision-making power. And even then, There's no CEO, except for maybe Elon, who is loudly saying, I'm turning this knob and I'm turning down this other knob. It's all black box. It's all behind the scenes. And surely there are people that are futzing with it, but we are getting more of an upswell of stuff as the only people that have any kind of authority on what America watches are ad sellers, essentially. And all they want is for you to keep watching.
1: Yeah, I love that because I, you know, I was very I'm I am gonna guess that you were, were similar to this. Like growing up, I was, you know, I would just buy like any sort of music magazine. Like I, I loved Wire magazine, but mm-hmm. any anything like that, fader. And I would just go through and download like every single artist that was there and sort through and just listen. And I would have these like stacks and stacks and stacks of CDs and just hang out. I used to put a a stereo on my chest and lay down and and listen to an album and see if I could really absorb it and see if it really carried me away. And, uh, you know, Spotify does that for me now. uh, And I, you know, I'm not saying that in like old man yelling at the sky way. I think that's phenomenal. I think it's amazing that you can, that there is so much precision. Like the way that I find artists and music, that's coming out by the day. I mean, there's no excuse for anyone to say, ah, music's just not the way it used to be. The the music being made today is not like Dark Side of the Moon. Well, it's like, it's not, but it's like, it has everything that Dark Side of the Moon didn't. Uh, so, So it's like such an exciting era in music and culture.
0: Well, that's the other weird thing is that it's kind of put the lie to that argument. Because that what that argument was always really saying is the studios aren't marketing this to me. Hmm. Now, the subtext to that was, I won't be able to hear it unless it's marketed to me. <sighs> and so I need for it to be on radio. I need for it to be on some format. And that's the reason why radio stations had diversity of format back in the day, because somebody your dad or your uncle was like, they don't play fog hat on the same radio station. I listened to Fog hat. now it's Nirvana. And so classic rock becomes a thing because the thing that used to be on the, the hip young radio station now is replaced by other things. And so you get classic rock or you get classical music or you get hip hop or you get R and B uh, because there is a movement to all of this stuff. Now, everything gets deli sliced and thrown into your playlist no matter what. But the one thing that is true is that we've also gathered in communities that if you want any version of any kind of music, now the artist you like is might be singular and you're not going to get that kind of talent again. But if you want an quote unquote popular obsolete form of music, there's somebody doing it. Yeah. You know, a, 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 you know, rap music has had a resurgence in simplified 90s beats with like Griselda yeah. and stuff like that. That's like this, this boom bap era that was gone. Now all of a sudden came back because it was a reaction to trap music. Uh, uh, outlaw country is as big as it's ever been uh, because there's no actual gatekeeper. You can find it if you want. You can complain that it's not popular enough, that all the dummies around you can't appreciate good music, but it's there. You can find it.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, and I like that. I like that like the, the individualism to it. And I think there was this like trend in uh it was mostly like postmodern literary criticism where mm-hmm. they reduced this innovation to um, sort of like an, an exercise in narcissism. This was like this entitled the listener or the viewer or the reader to like b- create their own world and be make themselves king and queen of it. Yeah, and I mean, I think like that sort of imagery is. A mistake. I think there is an elevation that happens when you interact with art and it's different than it used to be. And I think you, you are able to achieve, like, just look at headphones, man. Like you, you, with headphones, you get to, and this is an, this is an old an old way of viewing things this is like 30 years old but you get to turn the world into a soundtrack in a way that you never were able to now we, we can we can just walk around the house and the the you know Anywhere you can have a speaker. Anywhere you can move, and there's a speaker. We get high quality off of our phones too, and that's like, if that you know, it's kind of like the uh, phones are evil argument. Like, yeah. uh, it's like I mean, maybe, every maybe. every technology, every
0: technology is the technology that's going to ruin it. And I I, yeah. I tend to think that the only common denominator in those arguments are that we humanity are kind of secretly hoping that either we're living in the best time ever or that we're going to be there when the world ends. I think Dude. that that if you were going to rank in people's minds all of the possible outcomes for society, one is the best in general, but yeah. two is Apocalypse. And then there's everything else. Then there's everything in, in 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 between. But there is this perverse, at least I got to be there, sense that I think drives humanity to kind of wish they were the ones at the end and that they said it was going to end and then it did. Being right and then the world ending – feels like such a satisfying amazing feeling for the human brain
1: spot on yeah and that's wh- that's how it's political so full circle uh yeah i i uh that's sort of the tone in, of my analysis uh of the song and of the songs that i've put in the playlist is is like it's so great that you uh mentioned this cuz my my argument is essentially like yeah you don't have to do that Like, you know, you can be like, there's a freedom and a joy to, to being like, what kind of what I refer to as like the sacred nobody, the person who is Mm. like the, the, where you're the, be the werewolf, you know, be, be the one who really doesn't fit in with the elites and doesn't really fit in with like the savages. Like who who can who's like okay with not predicting the apocalypse and see takes no joy in the possibility of being forced to do so like uh i think there's a there's a liberating factor that you know like we recently talked about clout you know like there's Mm -hmm. as a as a different version of fame and i think there's a there's a lot of like it's liberating to, to have to, to not have to bow to that way of living. Yeah. So that, that's kind of like what I was, lo- that would probably be the theme of the song and the playlist in my opinion. What
0: are some of the other songs on the playlist?
1: So the one that I'm like most, uh, ex- the, there are a few like surprises on there. So like. Uh, sorry. I, m- both of my kids are flipping out right
0: now. No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> uh,
1: so th- the message by Grandmaster Flash is on there. Uh, which is like, the, it it's not immediately obvious, but I would say that uh, Richmond, North of Richmond, is like a cover version of the message. So it's like, mm. you know, uh, the that angst, like, and I feel like I think there are like six songs on the list that. Say a version of like inflation's high. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, like people are poor, things are bad. Uh, but in but what's beautiful about the way they do it in each situation is like the storytelling, the richness of the like scenes that they're offering. And the message, you know, it's like a seven or eight minute song. Yeah. And it's just one it of one stop. of the,
0: the signature songs that showed rap music was more than just a, a, a dance hall party anthem that that there was storytelling beyond quips and jokes for for those of you who are not into hip-hop history
1: yeah it's and it, it like it's arguably it's definitely one of the songs in the you know what is it 40 year history of hip-hop 50 that 50. They, they, we they have, 50 they have 50 they
0: they have reminded us. Yes. No, they whoever is running the idea of 50 years of hip hop that they have done a very, very good job of making sure that it has been branded correctly. But
1: yes, 50 years. There we go. Good for them. Uh, yeah. got to celebrate the right birthday. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's an incredible. It's an incredible track. Um, there is some kind of like. more not obvious but more um like atlantic city by
0: bruce springsteen's on
1: there from nebraska
0: well here hold on let me let me get to this because i really like the idea that 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 you put the message on here yeah yeah because this is a song that is a precursor to the idea of what was referred to and this was more in the public enemy nwa era but that rap music is the cnn of the streets that is something that was i believe (laughs) said by chuck d uh but with, with the concept being whether or not this is sensationalized, which can get into a commentary about television news, this is, these are the stories that are being told. These are, this is the attitude that is there. And very much Rich Men North of Richmond, which has this very, I think it's even uh, a set during one of the, the uh verses, like at a bar drinking, but it just sounds like the kind of stuff that. A, a shift worker is going to do while he's bitching at the bar to a, a coworker of his, that very much seems like the CNN of a rural part of the country.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I guess Oliver Anthony would be sort of the, like, um, I don't know. I, I was going to say Fox news, but, uh, of the, street, <laughs> of the backwoods. um, yeah that's that's an interesting concept just that storytelling uh, because there is a ritual there there is a perform there is like there is a significance to the performance beyond like entertainment yeah um and the message yeah the message man just and the other thing that i love about the message is it just makes you feel cool um yeah And it makes you in multiple ways. I mean, that beat, that synthesizer, like, um, just, it makes you move. Uh, and then the lyrics make you feel cool in the sense that you're getting, it's so cinematic. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, you participate in multiple ways. So that's like, you know, you have that, you have the message, which is like, um, perfectly named perfectly yep. titled and then you have a song like unsatisfied is on there by the replacements which is just like you know it's like two sentences long or like <laughs> are you are you satisfied i'm not <laughs> like, yeah because i i think that is essentially what uh richmond north of richmond is yes. saying and yes. that's like why it's catching on and like just the repetition of like Man, you're, if you're satisfied right now, if you're saying that, then you're lying. Yes. Uh,
0: You are either lying or benefiting. And that is, that is a, a, a big deal that there is a, and I don't know whether or not I've, I've often thought that this was a description of our modern era in terms of culture and politics, but it might be same as it ever was. and, And I'm just getting older and realizing this is always a part of it that what animates both sides of our two major parties is some version of powers getting further away. And if we don't do something now, it might get away forever. And on, on the left, it tends to be about the corporations or various different entrenched elements of corruption in our society. Uh, you know, in in a bygone era, it was more religion, although that seems to have gotten into a different phase at the very least now. And on the right, it's government that mm-hmm. that the elites control the schools. They control the government. And now there's no actual tendril to this other political side. And, and that's why Twitter and Facebook became gigantic battlegrounds for them, because this was like, well, I can't even talk to my friends like that. That's how much I've been ostracized from polite society. Uh, But I, I do think that this song, while taking issues that I do believe do not, are not neatly confined in one political ideology per se, very much plays on the idea that power's gone power left. Powers like my 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 dad, who said he was going to go get a pack of cigarettes, and uh, we're, we're still waiting for him to come back. That's that's what the, it, it is, and and we know who stole it. It's the rich men north of Richmond. It's politicians that don't really care and are going to continue to sell us out while we suffer for it, while we pay the price.
1: It, fight to power. It's yeah, like yeah. That's, and that's the message that um and i'm contradicting myself i think when i say this but i think that's the message that uh art should take um maybe i'm not contradicting myself i'm thinking back to the statement i made about like political politics like art shouldn't be primarily or like political um but uh, fighting power wouldn't isn't inherently political is it
0: no but also i think art and politics are similar in that we tend to think that there is a selection point for them. Mm. That we are fed, we are we are given a menu of things that we can enjoy, and if we don't enjoy them, then suck it. Like who cares? <laughs> like it ain't. It's over, right? <laughs> yeah. Um. But I don't think that that's true. I do think that obviously the role of gatekeepers waxes and wanes depending on. The situation we're in and we're in a low point for gatekeepers right now, but all art is dependent on the people. All politics are dependent on the people. You know, we've talked a lot about it, but, you know, Joe Biden wants to run on the economy and he says, we're going to name it. It's Bidenomics worked for Obamacare. It's going to work for me. The economy is going to be better than people think. It's not going to to, to go into a recession. So by the time that the election comes around, we're going to be loudly thumping our chest and screaming, Bidenomics, Bidenomics, Bidenomics. And that's cool. And they want to believe that. And they have numbers that they will tell you up and down. The economy is great. It's not only great. It's great in terms of other countries. It's great historically. We're just doing awesome right now. And that's cool. But right now, that's a single that at least the public that they need to be talking to in A lot of these swing States, according to some of these polls that have come out, aren't buying because whether or not they have a job, everything that they buy is more expensive Mm -hmm. and you can say, well, inflation fell. And it's like, well, no, it didn't fall. It didn't inflate as fast. Mm -hmm. That still means that everything that happened over the last three years, everybody's still paying every inch of those prices. So, If let's say for whatever reason, there is some kind of uh, a tremendous change in our economic structure and inflation is less of an issue by uh, next year, then Bidenomics will be something that people want. It'll be a song people want to sing right now. It seems like they're launching a single on onto a lot of deaf ears to an audience that doesn't care about it. And so like both those situations, unless the people are behind you, unless you do know what they want to jam out to how excited they're going to be for it then you're always at risk of flopping in in both of these fields i do think that they're similar so the 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 thing that that
1: one of the things i love about music and and you can generalize this to art is uh so my dad's a drummer Like mean, he drummed yep. he was a drummer for you know he still still does it a little bit, but he played in bands and I he's you know, my dad lived in Ireland until he was 33. Yeah. Um, played in different bands, show bands, you know, did like their version of the late night show as a drummer and stuff. And um, but he grew up just like viciously poor. Like they had to uh remove the stairway to burn <laughs> one winter to burn. Uh, So that they could stay warm. Yeah. Yeah. And then then they had to all climb up uh, the empty hole to go uh, to their bed. (laughs) Yeah. But even despite that poverty, he would go uh, down to the graveyard with a couple of his friends and he would get some sticks and beat the hell out of tombstones and those were he would get the different sounds off them and those were his drums and he had a friend who you know sang and he had another friend who cobbled something together that resembled a guitar and um you know you obviously can create something uh, more sweeping and powerful or artistically mm-hmm. powerful if you have a, a giant studio equipment. at your disposal, yeah. but the spirit of, of music never dies. It's like, and that's what I love. That's uh, th- that it seems to transcend everything like in there, man, there's a great book. I'm trying to remember uh, something about like keys to the new philosophy. I'll, I'll put, I'll post it whenever this runs, but mm-hmm. um it's just this idea that, like, before we spoke, before we ever spoke a word, we sang and danced.
0: Mm. And
1: that's at the core of who we are. That's why we real like, our reaction to music so often is just inexpressibility. Yeah. Like, an incapacity to really say why we're crying, why we're smiling, why we're holding on to somebody we love more than anything in life. Like it's just a, the tremendous power of of music is will always be at play. I think so much so that it's imprint on us could like the species could leave and there would still be music in the air.
0: Yeah. And I, I would say from the other side, politics does connect to that In in. We have always tried to decide as long as we've gathered into groups, how the group should be led. Yeah. Uh politics is is a field where the animating reasons why people go and vote are very passionate. They are electric. They are something that you know immediately. And often, like songs, some you don't sing in public, but you still <laughs> really like it. <laughs>
1: you're still gonna buy the album.
0: <laughs> and yeah. and in, in, in the world of a secret ballot. <laughs> You can go to that concert, quote unquote, <laughs> that metaphorical concert without being seen by anybody. You can just yeah, walk into that and be like, mm, okay, I, <laughs> uh, all I've been doing is saying disco sucks, uh, but <laughs> here I am voting for ABBA. Yeah. Yeah. Like BGs for president.
1: Uh, that's it. Yeah. Uh,
0: uh, well, here, look, uh, I'm going to recommend everybody get on this playlist. Uh it's uh, sh- songs that share the spirit of Richmond, north of Richmond. It is on Spotify. Let me tell you guys, we got songs by the Clark sisters. That's, yeah. a, that's a great poll. Glenn Campbell, the replacements, the Leuven brothers. That's, I mean, I'm, I'm talking about country songs. Oh yeah. Jizz. Uh, yeah. The Jizz is on Funkadelic. there, man. You got a Jizz song on here. You got a Robin song. Uh, so there we go. Oliver Anthony, Richmond, Northern Richmond. Whenever we can just dive deep into the world of art and politics, you know, it's a good time. Thank you very, it. very much for joining us. Kevin, anything else you got cooking? Oh, man, I have a
1: lot. There's the stove is just, there's so Sizzling. much boiling. Yeah, there's yeah. a ton of stuff. There's a ton. There's like one story that I can't, there are a couple I can't talk about at all, but they're like, it's like a, you know, I'm going around asking my friends, should I run this story? Cause it's such a bombshell. Um, (laughs)
0: uh, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I know, I know you've been out, you've been interviewing people. Uh, uh, it seems like, uh, your, your primary place of, of, of employment has a renewed commitment to the written word, which is very exciting.
1: Yeah. That's pretty cool.
0: (laughs) So I, I, I hope to see your byline, uh, you know, that much more. Thanks brother. Kevin, thank you so much. It's always a pleasure, man. And that'll wrap it up for us today. Politics, 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 written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young for Dog and Pony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. Our show is edited by Brett Stewart. You want to email the show? you can do so the young American at gmail.com Twitter is px3 tweets uh, for the show Justin R young for me you can find me live on Twitch px3 live you can share the podcast with your friends family and clergy px 3 podcast.com. please support me paypal.me slash pay jury venmo is Justin dash young 20 cash app px3 cash and you can send me anything you'd like in the mail P.O. box 1531 84 Austin Texas 787. One, five. Of course you can always get our bonus content At TakePoliticsSeriously.com $3 tier gets you two bonus podcasts per week Covering all the news that we miss On our free podcasting schedule And our $10 tier Get your name right at the end of the podcast Like these fine folks in the Titanic $10 tier Including Ye Olde Pinball Shop John DP4Bongo Sam John Edwin Kathy Mack Vogue Gloria Young for King of the New World Order Edison, Jeremy, a dog named Checkers, Sarah Genie, Matthew, Dr. G, his nerdiness, Charles, Darren, Idris Arslanian, Berkeley, Stephen, Nomadic, Terran, Molly's delightful demeanor, Adam, Chief Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul, Dustin, Brad, D. Laser, Nick, Wood, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike, Utah, Jimmy, Montana, The Gen, D. Really? Chopper, Andrew, Adam L, and my mom, Gloria Young. Thank you all for joining us this week. Obviously packed with news. Hopefully you enjoyed our friend Kevin Ryan back on the show. We are back at you. For my last week on the show for a couple weeks, I'm going to be bringing in a few guest hosts for you. But I'm sure we'll have plenty to talk about. Till next time, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics. But this is the only show that dares discuss all three.